the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. We did another perfect clap. Just the perfect clap. If you were listening to the last one. And also, <laughs> I'm going to go back and put this as a warning, maybe for every episode. Mm. There may be cats heard during this episode. Now, one of them was crying a lot during the last one, so she is now downstairs, <laughs> hopefully out of mic range. range. Yeah, but it's not your cat, probably. It's it's Dennis' cat. <laughs> but trees, if you please. Sorry about that. Sorry about it. <laughs> Corey's room is actually, so I have a professional studio in my house, a recording studio. The only thing that gets through is I get a low rumble sometimes when the buses go by from 3 to 5 p.m., you know, after school stuff. So I just don't record during that time. And my freaking cats. I don't even get, like... They're resonant. Yeah. We have a leaf... There was a leaf blower in one of our episodes recently. I remember that. Yeah. And it came through on my track because I'm out in my main room, but it didn't come through on your track at all. Couldn't hear it. But cats will yeah, find a way. but cats. Gosh dang those cats. <laughs> and since we're not both in the booth, then... You're going to get some ambient noise sometimes. Some kitty cat. Yeah. So anyway, go hug your cats. Bring them to the podcast. Play it out loud for them. It might tease them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what, are we, what are we talking about today? We are talking about magical names today. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't get it. And then I had an experience that made me think, oh, I get it now. And now I need to know everything. Wow. So I'm very excited about today. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you my magical name, but... Spoiler alert. Neither am I. <laughs> but I am going to tell you now, as as a this is not like a big reveal or anything, I have one, turns out. Didn't know that. Had an experience about that. We'll talk about it yeah. at the bonfire, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And we'll talk about revealing or not revealing yeah. your names. And Well, we're about to talk about we're all We're about this. to talk about it. Do you want to head to the library? Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. Okay, let's do it. So we're in the library, nice and cozy, big fire. Hope you've got your tea. I'm very cozy. Yeah, I'm happy. And I've got so many resources mm. to list off. Cool. I, I have did, a couple to add. I did my job this time. You always do your <laughs> job. Uh, I've got, obviously, you know, our long lost cousin, Wikipedia. I've got learnreligions.com, Names Magic by PWF Brown from pit.edu, medium.com, pathios.com, eclecticwitchcraft.com, britishfairies.wordpress.com, theeverydayfay.com, teaandrosemary.com, and willowsnug.com. I love the names of those websites. And I have my Book of Shadows, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say a very, very old name. Oh, I'm sorry. Not that she listens to our podcast, so it won't offend her, but uh, I'm going to reach back to the 90s. I have to say Silver Ravenwolf. Cool. Because she was the first person that I learned about magical names. The Key of Solomon, the Lesser Key of Solomon, that is, if you study those two texts, you'll start to realize the importance 
of magical names and other reasons that they are really important in craft or not if you choose not to incorporate them and about how they help you shape reality and connect with higher powers or your higher self if you don't believe in a higher power. And I'm also going to give you some resources. Maybe I should just wait till the bonfire. Okay. And I'll give you, I have two resources for the bonfire. Amazing. Okay. All right. It's history time. I'm going to crack my metaphorical knuckles and push up my glasses. And here we go. Mm-hmm. So throughout history, across the globe, and in all cultures that have language... Names have been immeasurably important. They're just very, very important. Uh, For Christians, there's the Christian name that's given at baptism, confirmation, or conversion, whether that's willingly or not. In the Jewish faith, there is the Hebrew name. Across all peoples, there is a name that is often a secret or only known to immediate family or very, very close inner circle that's sort of like a spiritual name tag, yeah, like a calling card for deity. Do you have right. Catholics in there as well? I think I smushed them in with the Christians. Yeah, yeah, they do that as well. This name, this spiritual name, this calling card, this this sort of ethereal name tag that you have, mm-hmm. it holds immense power and it, it needs to be protected. Basically, the thought is if this name fell into the wrong hands, it could be used against you. It could be cursed. It could be, it could be taken even in some situations. Priests, priestesses, shaman, healers, and other holy people, they, across the globe, would be given spiritual names, their healer name, their holy name. Uh, This is a divine name, often called a true name, which I think is neat. Mm -hmm. The the whole thing about naming, I'm going to get into that in a minute. It's, It's fascinating. But it makes sense because of this sort of double layer lock protection situation that witches would also have a magical name or a craft name which i can't say without giggling because i think craft and i think the people who provide food at a shoot oh right so craft I, services. I say craft name and i'm like craft services <laughs> which is not at all related <laughs> but very funny to me or craft singles or craft dinner yeah. little box of kd mm delicious for some witches this is a pseudonym maybe they're an author and they want to protect their their sort of regular identity like a superhero right Uh, it's a way to remain private especially if this person is in the broom closet or in an area where it's not safe to be practicing magic because those places do still exist as they do as comfy as we are here saying of course i'm a witch my hat even says witch today I'm wearing it literally on my body. That's right. In Seattle, the most expensive city in the United States, <laughs> even over Manhattan and San Francisco. That came out this week. Oh, geez. Yeah. Love it. Love it. But anyway. E- even here where it's like pretty safe to say I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. That's not true everywhere. So a lot of people who use a magic name know that if their job found out, for instance, that they were a witch, they would maybe face consequences oh it happened yeah it happened at at panera panera yeah so this 2021 yeah so like there's a lot of reasons for which to have a magical name it's not all for that though sometimes it's given at initiation into a coven or after your year in a day or for others it's it's bestowed upon them by deity 
it's given to them during meditation or ritual. So there's a lot of debate over the modern use of magical names. A lot of people find it kind of silly and unnecessary or even pretentious. Others find it to be incredibly empowering and liberating, whether that's for the privacy it gives them or for the connection to the divine that it makes them feel. Because for them, it's another point of pr- of protection in and connection to their magic. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important to those people. And I'm going to talk about that out at yeah. the bonfire for sure. And I think that I would be remiss if I didn't mention names and the Fae. Because I make a lot of jokes. Like the other night, my mom and I were watching Expedition Unknown because that's what we do. And he was out on a boggy marsh and it looked the kind, like the kind of place where there were the lots of fae. And I made a joke about like, what's your name, Traveler? And my mom was like, Corey. And I was like, what? It's funny. <laughs> it's not. But it is. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Is that because name has have power with the fae? So, yes. Also, the... never say thank you to yeah. the fae. <laughs> Hmm. Or I'm in your debt. Definitely don't say that. that. (laughs) Find another way to show your appreciation. So a little context. So the ancient Greeks, for example, might be wary of using Zeus's name because Mm. it would call down storms. Right. Or uh, other deities could be like Loki. Maybe we don't say his name because we don't want to get pranked today. Right. There's a there's a power to saying the name out loud. Many legends warn against the same thing with the fae, with the fair folk, with the fae. Whether that is speaking their name or giving them a name, or that is telling them your name. To speak their true name could be seen as disrespectful, mm. incurring retaliation, right? But if you give the fae your name, That could result in anything from pranks on you, an abduction of you, to straight up just copying your name. They could just steal your name, which if you believe that names have power, that's a big, big deal. Because a lot of cultures believe that your name is given to you as a means of saying like you have a soul. Your name is divine wind. It's divine breath. It is your soul. So for a fairy to take that from you is a large deal. (laughs) There is also a history of trigger warning here. Okay. Uh, R.E. child loss. There is a tradition in Christian history that if you suffer three losses, then the next child that you carry, you don't name it until I can't remember how long but there's a certain amount of time afterwards because if you don't give them a name then the devil can't find their death can't find them to take them away which I think is is very interesting and fascinating uh if you read the Game of Thrones books (laughs) Game of Thrones took a second to come to me but here we are you know that the wild folk that live up above the wall they don't name their children right away And that, I think, has to do, if I'm remembering correctly, because it's been a long time since I read those books and I didn't watch the show. That's not a flex. I just I never got around (laughs) to it. Um, The the wild folk don't name their kids right away, which I believe is because they haven't exhibited a personality yet. And so how do you know what your name is? You know, which I think is super interesting and cool. It's kind of like how when you get 
a new cat or a mm-hmm. new pet, like you don't name them right away because they have to tell you what their name is. And sometimes their name is ridiculous. <laughs> I have a friend who had a baby in 2021 and didn't have a name for the first month. Yeah, because because your 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 name is so important. Historically, names are so important. Like, well, and like in the trans community, oh, hugely <sighs> important. So, you know, dead names are dead names. Yeah, in ancient Egypt, you know, your name, your birth name, might be very different than the name you you are as Pharaoh, right? Yeah, like Akhenaten or whatever, like named after the sun god Aten. So names have incredible power. They are, for some, a representation of the spirit, of the soul. Uh, for others, a, a sort of spiritual signal to the divine around them. They're wicked important. And magical names for witches can be all of those things. And I'm going to do just a teeny bit of stuff when I looked back at my book at Shadows when I was doing some research for this. Some really strong proof about how powerful names are in even our zeitgeist and our culture mm-hmm. is the I think it's I believe it's German fairy tale Rumpelstiltskin oh sure and demons having your name same thing as mm. or having a demon name means that you could call a demon and that's in the key of Solomon mm-hmm. or the lesser key of so- it's in one of the Solomons sure. uh be yeah. There was a lot of research I did when we did sigils, remember mm-hmm. the sigils episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, that talked a lot about sigils as names yeah. for angels or demons and how if you drew the correct sigils, you could call up that corresponding being. I'm going to talk about that out at the bonfire. Well, then for sure. I'm ready to go to Are the Are you really? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to push you. No, that's all oh, I okay. got. All right. Well, then, heck, let's head to the bonfire. Let's get out there. I think it's interesting uh, also talking about names because now I'm just thinking, speaking of the bonfire, it took us a long time to name this podcast. Oh my gosh, so long. And then we were like, we got to get witch in there somewhere because nobody can find us. That's feedback we got. Yeah. And it's true. There, there's, it's it's still, yeah. So share us with your friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Share us with your, yeah. Which is not to say we don't love our name. We absolutely love our name. But. It took us a long time to name. So did we went, and then we found one that we absolutely loved, and it had been taken literally two months before it we was started. a real bummer. Yeah, I think the only reason we liked it a little bit better is because it actually had witch in the title. But as I said before, we really love our name. So I'm gonna do some history and folklore. I mentioned Rumpelstiltskin because knowing somebody's name has so much power, he loses everything because she figures out his name. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about how much power names have in our world, especially the United States, but probably other countries as well. But I am United States centric, so I'm going to start here, is the legality Mm. of names. And I want to point out something and also symbols, Mm -hmm. aka sigils. Because back in 1993, when my wonderful man Prince was having an issue with Warner Brothers music, he changed his name to a symbol. He mm-hmm. was the artist formerly known as, and the symbol was there. It was a sigil 
I mean, it is a sigil. It is on my body. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love this man so much. My resources for this are Beautiful Ones, which is a biography about him, but also faroutmagazine.co.uk. White Prince changed his name to a symbol. And he talks about the fact that the ultimate goal was emancipation. And for a black man to say that in 1993 about a record company, it sent waves through the industry and the power of that. And he was at the peak of his career. And the reason that he did it is because they told him he was releasing too much music. And so he changed it to this unpronounceable symbol who, get this, this is how he came up with it whose meaning has not been identified. It's all about thinking, and this is a quote from him, it's all about thinking in new ways, tuning in to a new frequency, claimed Prince, inspired by two backing dancers, Mattia Garcia and Tara Lee Patrick, a.k.a. Carmen Electra. Hey! I know, talk about names. And came to him during a meditation. So if that's not magical, I don't know what is. <laughs> Yeah, I for love real. I this man so much. For real, for real. I mean, names have a lot of power and legal power as well. And like I said earlier, it has the power to shape your reality and add power to your spells and your connection with deity and higher powers and other beings that you may encounter, like tree beings, elements, all of that. Having that name to share with them is, in my experience, this is my UPG, has been very powerful, which is part of what makes that coding so important. There are many layers to a magical name. The coding for magical names, it's beautiful and as complicated or as simple as you want it or as your deity wants it, if your deity gives you your name. Yeah, what were you going to say? I just, you said legal and that made me think I never changed my name when I got married. Oh, wow. Because I want to have whatever last name my mother has. Mm. My mother has my dad's last name still. Didn't change it back because she wanted it to be easier for us. And it's also a huge hassle, as anyone who's ever tried to change their name will know, to have your name changed. And I... It costs money. It costs money. <laughs> you have to like go to a courtroom. Mountains of paperwork. Yeah. I didn't want to change my name hmm. when I got married because I think that names should be matrilineal that's my opinion and that's doesn't me thinking that hurts nobody and makes me happy nope, so does not it was so important to me and i didn't really examine why too much because i just was like oh well obviously i want to have my mom's last name mm. so that's why i still have that last name but like looking at it now i can think thank goodness yeah do you know what I mean like thank goodness i still have my name it's my name and i don't like the word mrs because it creates ownership, Mr. Apostrophe. Like, it, it means you belong to a mister, which is heteronormative and patriarchal and gross. So you are too young to remember. I still remember. I was young when this happened. And I had discovered Ms. I was oh, six years. I was seven years old. Because we were in Nampa, Idaho at the time. And I, I identify my childhood by where we lived, what year I was in school, because we moved so much. Sure. And I remember this so well. I had first discovered it when I was seven years old. And I said it to my dad. And I said, that's what I'm going to be, whether I get married or not. And oh, oh Boise. He blew. <laughs> 
really close to Nampa. <laughs> yeah. He, he blew up. Yeah, I bet. Oh, my gosh. And that was, I, I was it Gloria Steinem? Or, I don't know. I don't know. Now I want to know. Anyway. But when my grandmother was Mrs. Oregon. Mm, Mrs. Oregon. Mrs. Oregon. Yeah. I tried to do some like digging mm-hmm. into that. And none of those women have names. They're Mrs. Howard McMurray. They're <gasps> Mrs. Not even their first name. Oh, nope. I'd forgotten that. They're Mrs. I don't know John Smith or whatever the hell. It is so. I think you talking about Prince talking about emancipation. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a a power move to take somebody's name away and make it seem like you own them now. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. And like but for some, like for some, the taking of their spouse's name is like a beautiful thing and it like doesn't have all those icky connotations and it's like a, like a, like a thing. And I get that. And like more power to you, more power to you, but it freaks me out. I like the hyphenation. Hyphenation's great. Yeah. I also have a friend who got married and they changed their last names together and made it a portmanteau of their last I names. I have known people that have done that as well. So fun. Yeah. And my friend, who we keep saying we're going to have on the podcast, we need to just make that happen. Her name is Becky Lauks Schultz. Yes. And so is his. So, Yay. I mean, not Becky. Right, his, sure. his name is Fred. But <laughs> <laughs> they're they're Norse, uh, Norse pagan-centered. and We, we do need to gotta, have them Yeah, on let's just do it. Let's make that happen. Okay. So, magical names. Why why have one, Corey? Why have one? Do you want me to go or do you want to go? You go. I've been talking a lot. Ma- oh, well, I just said a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a plus gold star audio. There we go. So. Uh, so I, I, like I said, there's like two or three pages on it in, oh, I can't remember which Silver Raven Wolf book, but one of hers. And she was one of the first people I read. And I remember glomming onto that. Mm. I was so excited about being able to change my name and have a secret name and have a connection to a name. And I was all ready to choose it. And there are lots of different ways you can choose. You can do it by numerology. You can do it, you know, putting out your birthday and figuring out. You can do it by, is it okay that I'm talking about this? Yes. You can add to it. Uh, You can do it by association with something that you feel strongly about, like a character trait, strength, or a color, or an animal, or a tree. You can do it you know, you can make a lot of choices. So I was really, really excited. And I, w- I got to choose my last name. I did not choose my first name. And that was one of the things I was really, really excited about. And I received part of mine from deity. And mm-hmm. I created part of mine because of two things that meant something really significant to me at the time. And now... Uh, my first name, even though I absolutely feel like it came to me via deity, is probably not appropriate, and it's probably going to get changed. And I don't know if I'm going to change it or let somebody else change it. I'm going through that process right now, whether it's going to be deity or another human being in my sure. life or myself. And and I love it. I love having it, and I don't share it. Yeah, fun yeah. fact. I don't know Dead is magical name. Yeah. And and that's why some people have two. Like you said, you know, the, there are a lot of people who have a magical name that they put out into the community. Mm-hmm. And then they have a magical, oftentimes coded name. There's 
they're like levels to the choice of the name mm. unless it was deity given and then even some it's that's <laughs> that's coded in its own way cuz mm-hmm. deity gave it to you right and i've already talked about shaping reality and a little bit of my personal stuff earlier connecting with the elements connecting with land spirits or other deities and all that good jazz and that you use like you said as an identifier in that magical liminal space i am so excited to take my name mm-hmm. my new name mm-hmm. into my pathworking practice oh, it's gonna be so much fun Corey. because it's something that you can take with you into the astral plane the metaphysical plane when you do your meditation or whatever mm-hmm. it is you do as a way to introduce yourself mm-hmm. to whatever you come across a way to identify yourself a way to it's a way to say like it, the way it feels for me anyway is like i've finally been invited to the party Oh, and wow. this is my party name. Um, like the host gave me a name. That's so, so cool. I get to come to the party now. I like that way of Not looking at it. Not that I wasn't it. invited to the party before, yeah. but like, like I am on the guest list now. Yeah, it does make you feel special. Even when you assign it to yourself, it yeah. makes you feel special. It just it allows you to be more connected. Yeah, because most of us didn't choose our own names. Like my name is a derivative of my dad, uh, who is it. It is. It was Brad, B-R-A-D, Etta, Bradetta. And I go by Detta a lot, but my full name is Bradetta. And so for a long time, I had real issues with it. And I didn't know yeah. that Did about you, you not know no. that? No. Yeah, little Brad is what it means. <laughs> there you so go. So now you know the etymology of my name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm named after one of the cute girls at my cousin's school. Oh, I love that. Do you? Corey does not love That's that. Good. I love my name. I like your name I a love lot. my name. Yeah. So things that you can use. Your, what do you, You're going to be using it for path working. Mm-hmm. As well as for I, uh, when it was given to me. It was given to me with a sigil that represents it as well, oh, which is pretty that. exciting. I love uh, that. So that's carved into my wand now. Mm. Um, as well as like a way to sign off on the end of spells. A way to like a shorthand for for my rituals and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's what I plan to use that for as well in the mundane world, like yeah. on this plane. It's pr- it's probably I don't really know yet. I'm going to med- I'm going to spend a lot of time with it. Playing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a sigil as well attached to my name. <laughs> Who knows, probably inspired by Prince. No, it was inspired by something I I read at some point. It's so interesting because you had found a lot of resources. I did a teeny, teeny bit of looking and still didn't. I found Learn Religions. Mm. And that was about all I I found out there. And I wish I'd gone to, you said you found some stuff on Pathos, right? Pathos, yeah. Pathos. Pathos. So when I give you my sources, I'm not going to generally cite each thing as where mm-hmm. I found it because I read so much and so much of it is sort of cross-pollinated mm-hmm. that like what I present to you is my best synthesizing of the information that I found. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go look at all those sites, you can yeah. know that there's going to be a lot of crossover. Yeah. There's not a ton out there. And most of my stuff is experiential. Yeah, there's not a lot. I think here's what I think about that. Yeah. Here's why I think that might be. Is because of a the debate mm-hmm. about whether or not it's it's secret. Se- well, and also whether or not it's necessary. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, there's a really hot debate about that that I came across. That I was like, everybody, please calm down. <laughs> but there is also, I think, an element of 
magical names being part of coven and part of initiation and so much of coven is secret. So, of course, there's not a lot of information about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember it being one of the first things I found as an eclectic, again, in Silver Raven Wolf's book. And she, uh, granted, she did not say it was coven given. And since I wasn't part of a coven, but I hadn't I, known that at the time. Of I course, think, I know it now. But yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think historically, though, that might have something to do with it. Yeah. I think that there are your Silver Raven Wolves and your and your other authors who maybe talk about it in a more eclectic or solitary context. Mm-hmm. But I think that as far as like magical names being given to you at initiation and things like that mm-hmm. in the same way that they are at baptismal or or bat mitzvah or whatever I think that that has something to do with the lack of I don't want to say concrete information but like shared shared ver- verifiable history do you know to that point too there is a certain element of care to be taken if you're crafting your own name, as far as like putting a lady or lord in front of it, I have that note as well. Why don't you take it away then? Oh no, you go for it because I'm gonna. I'll talk about deity. Go for it. Well, there's a there's a certain amount of like, really, are you? <laughs> but there's also an element of of not necessarily esteem, but like there are implications when you put a lord or a lady in front of your name mm-hmm. that are very real, especially in a coven context. Right. So if you like waltz into a new coven and you're like, my name's Lady, whatever the heck, they're going to be like, okay. And there might be alterations that need to be made to that. Yeah. Uh, So be mindful. I didn't have a choice in mine. It was given to me. And so I would not, it would not occur to me to put Lord or Lady in front of it because it was a gift. And if, she had wanted it different she would have told me it different do you know yeah no i i totally know and and to that that's why i might have already said this you shouldn't name yourself after a deity like don't name yourself apollo don't name yourself on morrigan certainly don't name yourself aphrodite yeah you know that's that's yeah that's usually traditionally a taboo to do that having said that my first name I I will reveal is very very close to my goddess's name and I won't share what it is but it but it is close and it's something that as I am now journeying I'm i I think it's finally time to talk about this. So I'm in an outer court right now. I'm exploring the idea of a coven. And I love the people that are involved. It is possible that I will allow the coven leader to, if, if I go through all the initiation, uh, it's possible I'll allow the coven leader to name me or I can name myself. But it's conversations that I'm having with my goddess since my goddess absolutely gave me my name and by the way I waited a year and a day I did it with my dedication I it, which a lot of eclectic solitary witches dedicate their name at the same time they dedicate themselves to the path of witchcraft or the path or Wiccan path and and so that's a really big like what you're saying about your goddess gave it to you you wouldn't change it you wouldn't put lord or lady that's 
Yeah, that's that's why I'm going to be in deep meditation. I already have been about this and and have no answer yet. And there's also an element, too, of like liberation, I think, like you were talking about Mm -hmm. giving yourself a new name. Yeah. And if you're 16 and you're giving yourself a new name, your perspective on that might change as you age. Mm. Which you're allowed to change your magical name. Yes, you are. Especially if you created it because you were a spooky goth in junior high and Mm -hmm. were like, my name is like... I don't know. I can't even... Dark Shadow. Yeah, Dark Shadow, (laughs) like Silver Arrow or whatever the heck. (laughs) Or you're one of innumerable willows or whatever it it will change and that's okay yeah. and it sh- you you are a growing being and as your spiritual practice grows yeah you get to change your name if you want to yeah yeah or if you start interacting with deity and your deity's like that was like really cute and i love what you're doing there <laughs> but what about this instead yeah that's why i really think a, if you're a new witch i think waiting on your magical name if you decide you want one if you decide you want yeah. one yeah and like, like I had I said, no intention of doing that. Yeah. I and and like we said, the the waiting to have your name, the waiting, you know, like you're a puppy. Wait till you find your personality. But in all seriousness, waiting to give yourself that name and doing that exploration and that spiritual exploration, I think is really important. I agree. And it was one of those things for me. It was just yet another one of those things for me that I didn't really plan on having or doing. Right. That my practice was like, mm, actually, yeah, I think so. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah? So my experience with my magical name, if you decide to go ahead and have one, has, again, going in without a lot of information about it, using it, it's how my familiar found me when I finally had this ethereal. And that took years, y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, and that's still something that every once in a while I check in about. And we talked about this um, in class about, it's like, okay, wait, am I, do I need to go to therapy again? Or is this <laughs> like, nope, it's in my mind's eye. It's okay. And so much of our magic is creative and higher plane brain. And that's a whole discussion mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. That him knowing that, and I have not shared his name because I've been asked not to, is the fact that he knew that or my brain thought he did that in my meditation was a signal to me that this was safe Mm. because he told me where he got it. And I knew that was, you know, my brain thought that was safe. It's coded And so it has all those different layers. It has numerology as part of it. And I found that out way after the goddess gave it to me, way after, even though I knew about numerology being part of being able to pick your name. And I I don't know, I just I find it really useful in magical and spell work as a as a another connector to the liminal space, but also a tether to this world sometimes, you know. The reason I know that I wasn't just, like, making things up is because I didn't under I didn't know about one of the components. My name is oh, a portmanteau, wow. which I think is great. And one of the words I knew, and the other one I didn't. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, I have a feeling that, like, layers of meaning will, will happen as I 
get comfortable with it. I bet they will. Yeah. That was that's all my notes. I love that's what I had. this topic very much. And it's I'm glad fun. we finally did it. And I'm glad that we like put it off kind of because I think that it was probably, you know, supposed to happen after I had that experience. And if I would had it beforehand, I wouldn't have had as much insight. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm excited for you. Thanks. Me yeah. too. And I'm excited for yeah. you. Yeah. We'll see. <sighs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's all up in the air. It is. And I love that. What a wonderful path. I think so. We're walking and sharing with a lot of people and other people are sharing with us. And I I feel so lucky. Yeah, same. Same. To hear from people to, who are like, I didn't know this or this opened so many ideas for me mm-hmm. or or I feel seen. Like that, mm-hmm. it, every single time without fail is so incredibly cool and humbling to experience. So I'm grateful to be doing this with you and with all of yeah. our listeners. Right back at you. Yeah. Speaking of things we're grateful for, yeah. should we send up some sparks? Let's do it. What's your your spark? I went first last time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, well, heck, I'll go. (laughs) All right. Because we're talking about magical names, Mm. (laughs) I am going to shout out a book series that I finished a long time ago and was completely obsessed with. Whenever the author came here, I went and watched her read out of her book. I found the book series... Once she was four novels in, I think, and there are 13 total. And it is The Hollows book series by Kim Harrison. And it is urban fantasy, you all. H-A-L-O? H-O-L-L-O-S book series in order by by Kim Harrison. And she's written some other ones. And I, I, I like them, but it was this world that she created that I fell absolutely in love with it was it's urban fantasy i love that there's a there's a fairy hell yeah <laughs> who like swears by taking tinkerbell's name in vain and there's a vampire who struggles and she's bisexual i think or is she a lesbian now i don't remember and the and constant then conversation. the main character who is a witch is just irreverent and awesome. It is not light, y'all. I know it sounds like funny the moment I say, you know, there's a fairy. It is there's some heavy shit. It's really good writing. If you like urban fantasy, I do. She weaves these characters together really well. Uh, really amazing magic in it, and some great leyline magic, some great witch magic and ethics, and it's just it's really really good amongst all the silly. But every time I read the tomato thing, I just had to laugh. There's still pizza places, but they're really only for the magical creatures because humans won't eat them because they're terrified they'll they'll react and die. Sure, it's not a silly series, so. If you want, are looking for a new book series and want some magical, definitely other world urban fantasy, I really recommend it. And I think you can, uh, I think they're 13. Maybe they're, oh no, they're 15. Holy smokes. <gasps> I can't wait. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 15. Cool. I love that. Thank you. I love a book right You're welcome. My spark this week is someone we follow on Instagram uh, and I can't stop looking at their shop. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's a real problem. The Merwitch Apothecary. 
I have seen them because, yeah. of course, we follow them and they come up in our feed. Tell yeah. us more. Tell us so, more. So let me open up their um, shop real quick. It's an Etsy shop and they sell just like all the things. They sell face masks, which are super cute. They sell tinctures and they sell prints and they sell salves and lip balms and herbs and they just they sell tea. Don't tell me that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, this I have one too in particular uh, <laughs> is called, uh, it's a set and it's called Dark Flora and Coastal Gray. They've got a number of other teas and they look super affordable. <laughs> Lots of great reviews. I just, I love their stuff. I love their branding. I love their products. I want to spend all my money at their Etsy store. Oh my gosh. It's... Please go check them out. Poor small business, small witchy business. And just do yourself a favor and check it out. Even if you don't buy anything, throw a little little traffic in there in their way. That'd be great. Yeah. I will go and look at them again. No, I will not look at the tea. No tea no for tea. you, miss. Well, thanks for bringing this topic up. Thanks for it letting us do it. It was totally fun. Super fun. I learned a lot. I hope that you all learned a little something. I hope that you think about... You know, what what you can love about your regular old mundane name, what you can maybe think about in your meditations as far as magical names. Mm-hmm. Are they for you? Do you have one? If Do you, you want to throw a little thank you at your deity? Yeah. Um, or if you want one. Or if you want one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Twitter at Bonfire Babble and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.